الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا المصطفى أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن وعد الله حق فلا تغرنكم الحياة الدنيا ولا يغرنكم بالله الغرور وعن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال يقول الله تعالى يا ابن آدم تفرغ لعبادتي أملأ صدرك غنا وأسد فقرك وإلا تفعل ملأت يديك شغلا ولم أسد فقرك أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم In this world there are two types of promises One is the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the promise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the divine promise. The divine promise will always succeed, will never fail. On the other hand, is the promise of shaitan and the agents of shaitan. The promise of shaitan and the agents of shaitan are bound to fail, will never succeed. This challenge every single human being has in this world, will his conviction, will his yaqeen be more on the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will his conviction be more on the promise of shaitan and the agents of shaitan. In many places of Quran and hadith, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes indication to the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the ayat I read in the khutbah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna wa'da Allahi haqq. Definitely the promise of Allah ta'ala is true. فَلَا يَغُرَّنَّكُمُ الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا 
The worldly life should not deceive you, should not turn you away from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Al-Gharur, the greatest deceiver, Shaytan should not deceive you, should not put you into deception. So every day of our life, this challenge will be in front of us. Whether we will be giving preference to the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or whether we will be giving preference to the promise of Shaytan and the agents of Shaytan. In the third Jews of Quran, few pages of the third Jews in the first quarter, Allah ta'ala speaks about the importance of spending in the path of Allah. The great reward. A person does one good deed, it increases ten times. When it comes to sadaqah and charity in the path of Allah, every time a person spends the path of Allah, the minimum will be 700 times. Wallahu yudha'ifu limay yasha. Allah will multiply whoever he wishes according to the ikhlas, according to the sincerity. Allah will increase the reward. So after many ayat, Allah speaks about the different aspects of sadaqah, how the sadaqah should be given, what should be the intention, what are the obstacles for acceptance. And Allah Ta'ala makes indication that remember, even in this action, Shaitan will not leave you. Shaitan threatens you, he promises you that when you will spend in Allah's path, you will become poor. This is the threat, the threat of Shaitan. And what is his whole focus? His whole focus is turn you away from haya, from modesty, from morality, towards bare haya and immodesty. Thereafter Allah Ta'ala says, but this is not the true promise. Do not fall for the threat of Shaitan. Wallahu ya'idukum maghfiratan minhu wa fadla. You will spend your wealth in Allah's path. Allah will promise you maghfirat, His forgiveness. Allah will promise you His grace. Allah will increase for you in, in reward. So this is one example in Quran where Allah Ta'ala compares the promise of shaitan compared to the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today every one of us has some link to business, has some link to finance, worrying about ourselves, our family members, our children, what will happen later. When we leave this world, what will be the condition of the our family members? What will be the financial status? How will they continue? This is a constant worry in the mind of every father, every grandfather. And because this worry is so overwhelming, then we also transfer this worry to our children. You must go to school, you must go to university, you must get a profession, you must get a job, you must earn wealth. So definitely our Shariat allows permissible ways of getting sustenance, permissible ways of uh, getting earning our risk and our, our rosy. But let us not forget... This, together with going to the business world, being in employment, being in a profession, our gaze and our focus should never turn away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because there is no promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly linked to the business, to the profession, that definitely our risk will come from there. But there is promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which will hold true and which has held true and will hold true till Qiyamah, that in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in fulfilling the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in refraining from the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah has kept our risk and sustenance. In the hadith al-Qudsi, the hadith which are the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala narrated by Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which are read in the khutbah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains this point to us. Yabna Adam, O human being, O children of Adam alayhi salam, everyone is being addressed, not only the Muslim, not only the mu'min, everyone is being addressed. Free yourself from my worship, free yourself from my obedience. I will fill your chest, I will fill your heart with independence, with contentment, with ease. I will remove the worry from your heart. And I will block up poverty coming to you. Where the promise is linked to? Promise, Allah Ta'ala didn't say anything about business. Allah Ta'ala didn't say anything about profession. Allah Ta'ala is saying, you free yourself from my ibadat, my worship, this is my response. I will grant you contentment at heart. This is true contentment. Contentment is not the size of the bank balance. Contentment, not how many properties we have in our name. Person with nothing on his name can be content. And a person with everything on his name can still be in parishani and worry. 
But Allah Ta'ala has kept it in His worship. Everyone's worry, concern is poverty. I mustn't be poor. My children mustn't be poor. Mustn't, they mustn't go through difficulty. Allah Ta'ala says, if you want to protect yourself from poverty, free yourself from my worship. Allah Ta'ala says, I will block off all poverty from coming to you. And then the reverse is also true. If you do not do this, if you do not free yourself from Allah's ibadah, you do not bring the command of Allah in your life, you do not bring the sunnah of Muhammad in your life, what will be the response? You can have many businesses, you can have many properties, you can be working the whole day. But there's no guarantee that all that effort you make is going to protect you from poverty. Allah Ta'ala says, وَإِلَّا تَفْعَلْ If you do not do this, مَلَأْتُ يَدَيْكَ شُغْلًا I will keep you busy all the time. You see sometimes, people, they are busy all the time. One business to another business, one shop to another shop, one property to another property, flying here and there. They look like they're very busy and they're making a lot of money and they're very content. But the reality is, Allah is keeping them busy. وَلَمْ أَسُدَّ فَقْرَكْ Allah says, I will not... Remove poverty from you. All the work you will do, but the that worry and concern, poverty will still remain in you. Why? The promise of Allah is not linked to it. The promise of Allah is linked to fulfilling the command of Allah, freeing ourselves from the worship of Allah. Respected allies and brothers, the worry and concern of every person is why the Muslims are downtrodden, why the Muslims are in difficulty, why the Muslims are not ruling, why there is no respect for the Muslims, why the Muslims are not enjoying a happy life. The simple solution which Allah tells us in Quran in many different places is they are not fulfilling the condition which will bring these desires of theirs. They want to be ruling the world, they are not fulfilling the condition. They want deen to be established, they are not fulfilling the condition. They want ease and comfort, they do not want fear, they are not fulfilling the condition. They want ease and respect, not fulfilling the condition. They want a happy life, content life, beautiful, pure life, not fulfilling the condition. What is the condition? This is the link between the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what we are desiring, what we are hoping for. For ourselves and the ummah at large. So in one ayat of Quran, Allah Ta'ala says, وَعَدَ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مِنْكُمْ وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises those who bring complete iman. When Allah Ta'ala speaks about iman in Quran, Allah does not speak of half iman, quarter iman, three quarter iman. Allah talks about perfect iman. Perfection iman is a need of every human being. Not only to have iman, but to perfect the iman. Iman to be at the highest level. So Allah Ta'ala's promise in Quran is linked to the highest level of Iman. After bringing Iman, the demand of Iman is to do good deeds, to fulfill every command of Allah, to bring the Sunnah of Muhammad in our life. What are the promises of Allah? In this ayat of Quran, Allah Ta'ala promises us three things. But the condition is true Iman and fulfilling all the commands of Allah. Allah SWT says, we will definitely, when Allah Ta'ala used these words in Quran, it's a promise of Allah, which is linked to a qasam and, a, and an oath. By, by my, my izzat and my respect, I will definitely grant you authority over the land. Like how I gave those before you. In Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala speaks about one nation. In many places in Quran, the Banu Israel, the ulama Islam say, 28 Jews of Quran have the incident of the Banu Israel. And Banu Israel, their example is for the Ummah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They were also downtrodden. They were also in difficulty. They were under Fir'aun. And they were being persecuted. They were being oppressed. But Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala found a way out for them also. And Allah Ta'ala promised them to, to have authority over the land. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, we will grant authority to you over the land like how we granted those before you. So the first desire everyone has, why the Muslims do not rule the world? Why the Muslims not in authority? Why the Muslims... Slaves, and why are the non-Muslim kings? When will the Muslims become those in authority and the disbelievers under the Muslims? Allah Ta'ala says, you want this? Then fulfill the condition. Bring complete iman. Bring the commands of Allah in your life. Bring the sunnah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in your life. You will give, Allah will give it to you. The promise of Allah is true. Inna wa'ad Allah 
Allah never goes against His promise. وَمَنْ أُوْفَى بِعَهْدِي مِنَ اللَّهِ Who can fulfill his, his covenant more than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? وَمَنْ أَزْدَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ قِيلًا وَمَنْ أَزْدَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ حَدِيثًا Who is more truthful than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So Allah's promise is true, but in order to get the promise of Allah, we have to fulfill the conditions. So the first promise in this ayat is Allah will give us khilafat, Allah will give us rulership over the world. Like how we gave to the people before, time of Sahaba radiallahu and those after them, they had authority over the land. The second is, everyone desires that Iman and Islam must rule. Kufr and Shirk must not be in power. Everyone desires. Person who is practicing, not practicing. He desires if deen must be, deen must reign supreme in the world. With deen comes everything linked to deen. Even the disbelievers today are in the deen, are in power, then we will have justice. We will not be oppressed. Today when Kufr and Shirk are in power, then everyone is being oppressed. The Muslims and non-Muslims alike. Everyone is suffering. Deen has justice with it. And everyone will benefit from the justice of deen. Just to digress one moment, Umar bin Abdul Aziz was a very great Khalifa of the Muslims. He was known as the second Umar. And in his time, what justice prevailed? That something which is normal became abnormal. It was normal for a wolf to attack a sheep. This is Allah Ta'ala's system. But at that time when Umar bin Abdul Aziz was in control, such justice prevailed that the justice affected the animal that the wolf and the sheep would drink on the same water trough. What level of justice? Everyone understood justice at that time because of the level of justice in the, in the Muslim world at that time. One day, one of the shepherds, far away from Umar bin Abdul Aziz, he saw a wolf attack the sheep. He said, perhaps today the Khalifa has passed away. And when the messenger reached him after some time, at that exact moment when the wolf attacked the sheep was the death of Umar bin Abdul Aziz, rahmatullahi so this everyone desires that Islam should rule the world because with Islam comes all the benefits of Islam. Justice not only for the believers, justice for the disbelievers also. So Allah Ta'ala says, if you want deen to be established in the whole world, the deen that you desire, Allah will give it to you in the whole world. But it's linked to every single person bringing iman and amal in his life. Everyone is worried, concerned, in fear. What will happen next to us, to our Muslim brothers around the world? Allah Ta'ala says, you want that fear to be removed? You want it to be replaced with security, with peace, with comfort, with ease. Allah Ta'ala says, this is also found in Iman and Amal. Allah will replace the fear with peace, with comfort, with safety, with security. So this ayat Allah Ta'ala promises, the three promises linked to what? Iman and Amal. Other ayats of Quran Allah Ta'ala says, when a person has true Iman, what Allah will give him? Let us not forget that every any moment, Allah is the one in control. Allah will give as He wishes, According to those who fulfill the conditions. So when it comes to is that and respect, in whose hands is that and respect? Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran very clearly, Allah Ta'ala tells Nabi Islam to make announcement, announce to them, Qulillahumma Malik al-Mulk, Tu'til Mulk man tasha, wa tanzil Mulk man tasha. Kingdom is in the hand of the disbeliever because of the decision of Allah. Kingdom will be go, will go to the hand of the believer through the decision of Allah. Wa tu'izzu man tasha, wa tu'zillu man tasha. Person has is that and respect is from Allah. Person is disgraced is because of the decision of Allah. Allah Ta'ala says, if you want is that and respect, وَلِلَّهِ الْعِزَّةُ وَلِرَسُولِهِ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ Allah Ta'ala says the promise of izzat and respect is with the people who have true iman. A person wants a content life, pure life, enjoyable life. He doesn't want restriction in his life. Allah Ta'ala has also linked this to iman and amal. مَنْ عَمِلَ صَالِحًا مِنْ ذَكَرٍ أُنْثَى مُؤْمِنٌ فَلَا نُحْيَنَّهُ حَيَاةً طَيِّبًا The one who brings iman, whether he is male or female, and he does good deeds. Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam again. Allah Ta'ala will definitely give him a pure life. And will give him much greater reward in the year after. And the one who doesn't do this, وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِي فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً ضَنْكَ وَنَحْشُرُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ أَعْمَى Person in this world, he seemed to be very progressive, but the reality will dawn in the akhirat because he did not bring gain in his life. 
Turn away from the reminder of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Turn away from Quran Sharif. Allah ta'ala says, فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً دَنْكَ He might have all the means to comfort, but he won't be comfortable. He may have all the means for ease, but he will not be at ease. Why? Because he's not found there. مَعِيشَةً دَنْكَ Very, very restricted, constrained life you will have. This is only in this world. On the day of Qiyamah, worse is awaiting him. Allah ta'ala will raise him up in a state of blindness. Even though he could see in this world, he is blind on the day of Qiyamah. In respect to and brothers, the message is very, very simple. Every one of us desires change in the world. The change in the world will not come with having worry and concern of anyone else besides ourselves. The first concern and worry has to be ourselves. If I will make a change in my own life, whatever level of iman I'm on, whatever level, level of amal I'm on, I have to sit down and ponder that if I want anything to happen in the world, the Muslims are at large for the difficulties to be removed, for good conditions to come. We are one Muslim body. Nabi Sallallahu mentioned the hadith, Al-Muslimuna karajulin wahid. All the Muslims are like one human body. In ishtaka ainuhu ishtaka kullu. The eye complains, the whole body feels the pain. Wa in ishtaka ra'usu ishtaka kullu. The complaint is in the head, the whole body feels the pain. So our action is having an effect on the whole world. If we will revive din in our own life. Firstly, whatever level of iman I'm on, I must make an effort to increase my iman. Whatever level of amal I'm on, I have to make an effort to increase my amal. First and foremost, five times daily salah with jamaat in the masjid has to become a priority. We always hear of marching. We have to march to the masjid, walk to the masjid. Walking to the masjid has great reward. Being in a, in, for the, in a masjid for salah is great reward. We have to eat one of us. It's not only Juma salah. Just as Juma salah is important, the asr of Juma is also important. Just as Juma salah is important, the fajr is also important. The disbelievers know as long as the crowd of Juma is not like the, is not the same crowd at the time of Fajr, we have nothing to worry about. Because they know the promise of Allah is with deen. It's not with, with military might. It's not with numbers. They also understand it. So first, we have to make an effort. And the first effort is the, our iman and our salah. If we bring salah, five times salah in our, in our life, every single day in the masjid, especially now is a test. Now is summer. Fajr is early. Isha is getting late. The test is whether we are obedient to Allah, whether we fulfill the command of Allah to be deserving of Allah's promise. And at the same time, we have to remove disobedience from our life. We are already hearing about boycott. Boycott sin. Boycott the disobedience of Allah. This marching and this boycotting will be the means of Allah's help coming down. So may Allah Ta'ala grant me tawfiq first and cause all tawfiq to understand that our success lies only in iman and amal and in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We will be deprived of Allah's help. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillah.